The following is a 5 for 2 production. Ty, we are over halfway. I know. Thank God. <laughs> you know we've got to at least do an episode 27 because there are a lot of A's that we skipped by exclusively talking about ACDC. We could have made this podcast last forever if we would have just picked one band each week. But uh, That's guess, very true. Thank I guess God. with some yeah. bands, as we've seen, there's only so much you can say about them. So. Right, yeah. Um, before we get going this week, I wanted to say last week we talked – I, I missed – when we got off the air and I was editing the show, I realized I, I missed a, a grand opportunity. You know, we try to wear t-shirts and stuff that are, um, you know, associated with some of the bands we talk about. And I had, before we went on the air, looked for an old Metallica shirt that I have. Couldn't find that. And so I just went on the air with my, I might be old, but I saw the Good Bands t-shirt just, you know, just for whatever. And then I realized while we were right in the middle of while we were talking about seeing Motley Crue at Buckeye Lake, I have a t-shirt from that concert. Now, I, I didn't get it in at Buckeye Lake back in the day, but our buddy, Dan Bowski. I bet I know what shirt you're talking about. I bet I had it too. Dan, our buddy, Dan Bowski, down in Mexico, the El Chopo flea market where he gets all the cool t-shirts. He sent me a picture one day. He's like, hey, I've heard you talk about this place. Have you ever been there? And it was the Motley Crue Buckeye Lake Jam. Yeah. I was like, not only have I been there, but I was at that concert. So I wasn't got- at that. I wasn't at that one. I was at the Fourth of July show for the Doctor Feelgood tour. Okay, okay, but so good guy that he is. You know, he he picked this up for me. He sent me a lot of cool T-shirts from Mexico. I'm gonna have to do something nice for that guy. But uh, anyway, I, I thought I'd- I don't think I have any N T-shirts, so I just <laughs> yeah, went with the I- old Colin Gal tonight. So I didn't. So I figured it'd be a grand opportunity to go ahead and. T- and tie it in with the last Back episode. it up a week, anyway. yep, yeah, sure, anyway. why not? We had an action-packed week last week, epic episode. I don't think this episode's going to be gonna be a, This is going to be a, a, a letdown week, I think. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have quite as much to talk about this week. It's so. like a roller coaster ride on ticket sales. We, we yeah. get you up, and then we kind of bring it yeah, Bring it back. back. It's, just, it's like doing drugs. You know, it, it, the high lasts for a little while, and then you got to come back to reality. So, so Todd, yeah. tonight while we're recording this, uh, our Iron Maiden episode is getting ready to air. There you go. <laughs> Everybody, uh, uh, let's, know, let's know what you thought of the Iron Maiden episode when you're seeing this. But uh, anyway, I, I think it was a fun episode. I didn't. I think- might actually have to watch that one just to see how you edited it. That, you know, but I uh, didn't think it was so fun when I, we were recording it, but it was very fun to watch back. So once I got it kind of cleaned up. You know, Kevin, know. sometimes you just have to let art flow over you. Oh, and also, I wanted to mention, uh, had a very successful record store day yesterday. I only wanted one thing, and I got it. Drive-by right. truckers. Yeah, there we go. I didn't even know that was available. Yep, that was their little record store. It's supposed to come I, out back in I January. doubt I could get it anywhere down here. I, you know, good God. I'd, I'd, pr- I'd probably have to go online to buy it, I'm sure. 
I sent you the tracks last night. Uh, well, yeah, I already got mine for free. Thanks, Kev. So, you know, smart guys, uh, you know. Yes, I, I, yes, I, I bootlegged the truck. Goddamn merch over the years. Uh, they've gotten enough of my parents' money. So, you know. <laughs> Let's uh let's let's get this let's get this show on the road. Bro. Right on tonight we've got big letter N. And by so. the way, you know, I think at this point, Kev, we can really just drop the numerical horseshit. Let's just <laughs> the, the show is called Ticket Subs A to Z. Not true, Ticket true. Twenty six. It's yeah. You know, let's. I've thought of it almost like a, a sitcom. You know, this is the episode with the number, but it has a title, which is right. So, you so. can you can just print that on the YouTube thing. We don't have to announce that shit. It's you know it's this is episode N. We're on the end. <laughs> so uh, negative Nancy here starting off. Yeah, you're uh, gonna you're gonna throw me off. I got this all organized, Todd. And now we're just uh... <laughs> all hell's so, breaking loose. So I thought for our bands tonight, I thought a funny a fun way to maybe do it is you name a band and then I'll name a band. And then we'll see if we uh, you know what stories we have. All right, you start. All right. Uh, well, I've got one that's an N and an A. So Nazareth. Have you ever seen Nazareth? I've not. No, I haven't. I did get to see them one time at the Newport Music Hall, uh, one of our favorite venues. Um, and it was with the original lead singer before he, you know, retired. So that that's, you know, it was, it was cool. It was Nazareth, you know. So there is still a Nazareth, just not without the original singer? Yeah, there's a Nazareth out there. I don't know how many members, if any, are original, but they don't have the original singer anymore. He kind of, like, manages it. It's one of these deals like Mick Jones where, uh, hey, I think I'm going to sit home and just collect the checks and <laughs> let somebody else. You guys go out on tour for a little while, and, uh, yeah, I'll let you know how that works out. Yes, yeah, make sure all the money gets collected every night. <laughs> All right, well, I got an end for you, and I, okay. I believe you. Now, I've never seen this person, per se, solo as an artist, but I've certainly seen him play with plenty of different bands. John Neff. Oh, Ooh, wow, yeah. Name Johnny Neff. Right on. Truckers. Good call, throwing old Johnny Neff in there. Yep, uh, he was with the Truckers from my first show on until he wasn't in the band anymore. You know, he got made an official member there for a little while. And uh, I, I last time did I see him with Shauna's band. Yes, did I did. That was what I was just going to mention. The last time I saw John Neff in person, um, it was after um, we visited you when Heather and I came down and visited you, and we had a Super Bowl Thanksgiving dinner with your folks. Uh, with uh, our with, our, our ticket with, stubs guest, turkey. Yeah, our ticket stubs uh, guests, uh, Dr. Baker, and Mrs. Baker. Uh, that was great Thanksgiving. Or no, it was the Super Bowl, and we had Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Shauna was playing in um, um, Savannah when we uh, were on our way back home, and uh, so we went to the show. It was a free show. They were like, "Come on in." And I don't know if you've ever been in the little party district in Savannah. But it's a district where you can take your drink from one bar to another. So, yeah, it's right by the water there. Yeah, it was like, this is great, you know. So uh, it was going to be a couple hours before they came on. I ran into John in the men's room line. He said, hey, uh, the bar uh, asked us to just play all night, you know, as if, you know, we were like a higher-end, you know, local band. He's like, so we're going to do what we can. So all the members of her band, like, you know, Clay Leverett did a set. And then um, uh, Bo Bettingfield did a set. And then I think Neff sat in with, you know, Clay or Bo or, and then uh, they, then they did the Shauna set. Did they play, then, did they, go ahead. Did they, I was going to say, did they play uh, Rawhide? Mm, probably <laughs> because they did do it. I bet you they did because Neff and Clay did a set of like country, like standard. Country and Western. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, the cool thing about the, uh, the cool thing about the night, Todd, was I met Shauna's mom. 
And uh, uh, yeah, there was this lady. Um, she well, wasn't really much she older, was but Thomas was she not? That was what I was going to say. That's where I learned that factoid. Uh, there was this lady, and I felt bad because she kind of got knocked down at one point by some people that were, you know, vigorous up front. And I was like, oh, that, that poor lady just got knocked down. She stood up and rocked out the rest of the show. Well, afterwards, I don't know how we were talking to her, but she was like, um, so, you know, where are you all from, you know? And we're like, Columbus, Ohio. She's like, oh, well, I'm Shona's mom, and Shona was born in Columbus. And what do you know? So uh, shout out shout out to Mrs. Tucker and Shona Tucker. Thanks for bringing up John Neff and allowing me to tell a Shona Tucker story. <laughs> I still love Shona. I miss her. Okay, now we mentioned this band last uh, week. Um, local, uh, they started out here locally and uh, took the punk world by storm uh, back in the 90s. The new Bomb Turks. There you go. Went to college at, and uh, worked at WSR with two of the members, Matt Reber and uh, the bass player and uh, Eric uh, Davidson, the singer. Now, I've mentioned a couple times that uh, I accidentally followed them around the country in 95. Now, as you know, I lived out in Arizona for late 95, all of 96, and uh, into early 97. So this actually would have taken place in uh, probably early 97. So right. I see that the New Bomb Turks are playing there, you know, in Phoenix. Uh, so, you know, I go to the show, and I, you know, my ticket, I walk in, and Matt Reaver's standing at the bar. So I just walked right up to him and just stood beside him, you know, and just, just waited for him to, you know, kind of look at me as what the hell are you doing all the way out here? I'm like, oh, I live out here now, you know. Da, 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 da. Well, as you know, Todd, things went south for me out in Arizona. You know, the relationship crumbled. Uh, the girlfriend married the guy, your, the guitar player in the band. Arizona, my path in California. <laughs> kind of want to say. Yeah. Exactly. So I wound up home back in Columbus not long after. And uh, guess who was playing at the Arosa Villa? the new bomb turk so i went and repeated this basically i repeated the same scene i see matt at the bar apparently matt likes to hang out at the bar before he gets before he plays his gig and uh i saddled up beside him and sure enough same kind of thing what the fuck are you doing back in columbus it's like yeah long story dude but you know i'm just following you guys around that's what i told him i said i'm following you guys around the country what do you mean but uh and then I also remember a New Bomb Turk show when you moved back to Columbus and stayed with us for a while. The sh first show on the first day was the New Bomb Turk show, and we went down to uh, the um, uh, uh, Ace, Ace of Cups. Cups. Yes, Ace of Cups. It was a matinee show. It was like, hey, all us older folks really appreciate this getting out of here at 8.30 at night. You know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, what about – what about New York Dolls? I have not seen the New York Dolls. Now, did you see them on the Poison? Yeah. Like tour. Okay. I mean, basically, you know, all it was was just David Johansson, I think, was the only original member of the band. I was going to say, know. is anybody else in the band alive? I, They're all dead, aren't they? I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't know. I'm... Johnny Thunders is. I know that. but Yeah. Uh, so. But, uh, yeah, so I've never seen the Dolls. Now, um, we, we mentioned this band last week, and I was surprised that you said already that you hadn't seen them. Night Ranger. No, never saw a Night Ranger. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, Sister Christian, eh, I could give or take. Uh, you I, know. I saw them in 1987 at the Ohio State Fair. Uh, I think they were the second. They were the third band I saw at the fair. The first band I saw was Cheap Trick. Next year I saw Mr. Mister. 87, the big band was Night Ranger. So uh, it, was, it was a cool show. Jack, it was the Seven Wishes uh, tour. Jack Blades jumped out of a giant genie lamp to start the show. <laughs> but what I, what I wanted to say about Night Ranger – I think I've seen them two other times, but this is kind of um, emblematic of, of where you see Night Ranger. I have seen them at 
the uh, the Pickerington Violet Fest, and I have seen them at the Marysville Balloon Fest. So they're kind right. of one of those. Uh, if you've got a local small town festival and you and need a you need a headline act, you know you can. Probably you guys got five grand? We'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of low. Now you said you have seen. Um, did you say you seen Jack Blades or we seen Damn Yankees? I met. Yeah, I met Jack. I met Jack Blades and Tommy Shaw at QFM. Okay. I, I, again, if you want to see the picture, got to buy the book. Buy the book. Todd, you've gotten really stingy with the uh, pictures. Good, good, good marketing. I like that. You, you, you were showing a lot of pictures. I showed early. a little bit in the beginning there. Right. It's gonna yeah. give you a little teaser. But no, 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 no. Hey, look. Less look, and less these, props as we go on. Stories aren't entertaining enough for you. Fuck you. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, that's, good, that's marketing, good marketing. Good marketing. Who, who you got for me? Uh, let's see here. What, Randy Newman. I have not seen Randy Newman. I wish I have. So. Love him. That was great. When did you see so, him? So I'm at the Memphis and May Festival in 2000. And now, all right, so now, if, if you're not familiar with Randy Newman. Uh, Short people got no reason to. I like his political <laughs> stuff. Uh, you know me. Uh, you know. Uh, Louisiana, 1927. Is that the yep, listen to the album Rednecks, I highly recommend it. So anyhow. The song itself, Rednecks, is a bit controversial for the fact that it actually uses the N-word in the lyrics. And um, now, if you've been to Memphis, you know it's a lovely town. And, you know, it's very well mixed uh, between the races down there, folks. Uh, this is not, it's not like Columbus, where they just put the black people in one part of town, you know, and you don't have to get off that exit, you know. So, uh, so I mean, so I'm in a crowd with a very large amount of both black and white people together. And, you know, we're all enjoying it in the Randy Newman set. We're singing along. We're having fun. And he gets to this particular song and that particular line. And you can see all the white folks looking around going, we should probably just not sing at this point. Because <laughs> uh, I, I remember looking at the black folks going, oh, they, are you going to say that, motherfucker? So, you know. I was going to say, I, I didn't see all the white people kind of like, oh. Okay, I'm waiting to see if any other. It, it all went from singing real loud, we're red, next, we're red. I love Randy Newman. I, I, you know, uh, I know South Park uh, picks on him mercilessly, <laughs> but, uh, you know, sure, he's done some bad Disney songs, but hey, a paycheck's a paycheck, folks. What are you going to do? Uh, right on. Kiss, right. Kiss, Kiss did a disco record. Get off his back. Exactly. Come on. One thing I really like about Randy Newman, when he got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he played a new song <laughs> about how rock stars won't retire. That's right. Pretty, I thought that was pretty, pretty fun. I thought that was great. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, so I'll give it to Randy. Uh, what, what else you got? Okay. I got a little uh, story about this next band. Now, I know I sometimes lose you when I talk about bands that you don't know about. So just bear with me for a quick story here. But I want to talk about this band here. <laughs> Metal band called night demon yeah night demon got an autograph record here now i'll make this story quick so i don't lose you but I, uh, I gotta give a shout out there's a place here you're gonna love this there's a place here in columbus uh um it's kind of a private uh it's a it's basically a guy uh has got a really cool house and a and a really big giant garage and and he actually hosts metal bands at his house and i'll, I'll kind of tell that story real quick here but 
I got to give a shout out to the guys in Satan's Den <laughs> out in Hilliard, Ohio. <laughs> Dude, where, I'm sure, I'm where sure else? his neighbors love him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Yeah. He's had a few. Uh, a few uh, the the <laughs> HOA people are over there constantly. I'm sure. <laughs> so, so, where else would you see a band called Night Demon except at Satan's Den? But uh, just give a shout out to those guys, Steve and all the guys out at Satan's Den. That's all I'll say. Um, what the way it came about uh night demons actually played satan's in every time they come through columbus i would assume they were the house band uh, they, <laughs> they kind of are um but uh the way it started is a raven show at a small club and uh, night demon were the opener raven the old school uh, uh new wave of heavy uh, british heavy metal band and there was not a lot of people at the club that night and this guy steve who runs satan's what became satan's den said to his friends he's like you know, we could do this shit at my house. And they met the bands, and the next time Raven came through town, they were playing Satan's Den. Hey, the let's put on a show. Hey, they do it. It's, it's pretty like cool. like the old little rascals. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's pretty cool because it's out in the country uh, for the most part. The neighbors got a little mad after maybe the third or fourth show, so they, they kind of tapered it back a little bit. But uh, those guys rule, so – we'll just give them a shout out here a little free plug for satan's den satan's den all <laughs> who right you, well. who you got for me next uh how about uh the nell brothers no you keep getting me with the ones that uh, i wish i had seen hey look i lived in new orleans i have i had a little advantage yep, uh, you, know. yep. you got it you got a lot of the real good soul artists um any any particular stories about the Nevels or? Well, uh, we'll get to that in a minute because I'm I'm kind of going to tie it all to, together at the end. Okay. Uh, but uh, what about uh, who else? Who else you got? Well, we uh, talked about last week. Um, I was lucky enough, I guess, lucky enough to see Nirvana in October of 1993. Look at your calendars, folks. That's about six months, uh, five months before uh, there was no more Nirvana. <laughs> or I did have a gun. <laughs> yeah, so it was actually pretty good. It was the, the old hair arena, another uh, one of our old uh, childhood venues. This is no longer with us. On. Uh, yep, uh, but uh, good show. I can't, he wasn't real fucked up or anything you know right. i i watched the um i watched the uh new bill and ted last night and um dave Grohl makes a pretty good uh, pretty good cameo in there so yeah uh, all right I, I know when i first got here todd this would have been the year before you no actually no you were at school here do you realize in 1991 right before right before nevermind blew up they played, they played stashes. stashes yep yeah which urge overkill opening and yeah ah. I, i'm sure i'm sure we probably both were like nah fuck it exactly i went i went into him i was like nirvana eh, whatever and then i think i heard teen spirit on a radio like a hard rock radio station one night and actually liked it so that's kind of uh i kind of you know kind of got over my aversion to him but it was cool i'm glad i got to see him so i can say that um what about uh i know you've probably never seen the nitty gritty dirt band no, I, I'm familiar with them. I, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're a classic band. Oh yeah, they're contemporary. I mean, they go all the way back to like Beatles era. But um, I've seen them twice. Saw them once uh, when I was a wee lad. Not a wee lad, but uh, my senior year of high school. Saw them at the High State Fair, and then I just saw them last year at the really cool uh, venue, the State Theater out in uh, Newark, Ohio. So they've really. Uh, Nurk. Yeah, Nurk out there, in Nurk. My, That's right. My mom was from Nurk. Oh, I'm nice. Not a Nurk. 
I'm not going to be making fun of Nurk. Nurk gets some good shows out there, so I got to give got to give him credit. But uh, yeah, I love the nitty gritty. So uh, what you got for me next? Uh, I think I think we can both agree on this one. Stevie Nicks. Yes, I uh, mentioned last week. Haven't seen her since. Ah! I saw her once. Um, she was part of Tom Bat- Petty's band. She just literally came and was just his backup singer for a tour here. Uh, oh gosh, it's been probably about 15 years ago or so. So it's pretty. That cool, was you know? well. Now, great. You you you've blown the best story. Uh, that was... <laughs> How have I blown the best story? Well, I'm t- as far as Stevie Nicks goes. Uh, you know, because I, I had a couple other just lame those Stevie Nicks stories. I, you know, oh, I saw Oz Gags okay, okay. Uh, at uh, Polaris. Okay. And uh, you know she's good. Uh, I've seen her. I've seen I've seen her solo again in Pennsylvania, uh, around two, 2012 or so. But the, the best the best Stevie Nicks show I've ever seen was when she was playing with Tom Petty. It had that, you know, it wasn't a Stevie Nicks show. It was just she was playing with Tom Petty. So I didn't realize. Um, did we go to that show together? Um, I know kind of. No. Okay. I, did you you didn't see that at Polaris or? I I saw it at Polaris. I went by myself. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we were there. Um, I just remember uh, the next day uh, after that, uh, Heather and I had a rough ride into work. We were both a little hungover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we went to go. So we saw. Well, all right. We'll, we'll get to Petty later. We're just, oh, okay. this, you know, in the in the book, I actually thought about saying, you know, Stevie Nicks, see Tom Petty, and gotcha. but, you know. Well, I just, you know, that's pretty much, I have, I have several petty stories when we get to him, but uh, that's just the only way that I did actually see Stevie was, uh, and you know, what's funny is uh, I, I, I guess this is a, a terrible problem to have modern problems, but I've seen so many concerts that I, I do forget some of them. And I oh, literally yeah. for, there was a period where I was telling people that I did not see Stevie Nicks. And then my brother, Tom laughed at me and made fun of me and said, yes, we saw Stevie Nicks together with Tom Petty. And I went back and got the ticket stub out. <laughs> this is sad and then the night, as, as I said, I was hung over the next day. So you can see why maybe the, uh, the show itself is a little foggy. Yeah. Well, it happens. What about uh, North Mississippi All-Stars? I think we've both seen them with the truckers. Okay, yeah. Um, and then also, didn't one of the members, was Luther, one of the members joined the Crows, the Black Crows, for a while. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think he was the guitar player on their last tour. Well, there's only three guys in the band, isn't there? Hmm, in North Mississippi? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. I thought they were the three. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, you see, they were one of those opening bands that was like, eh, yeah, yeah, they were one of the ones that didn't catch on as much for me. There's, I've discovered some really killer bands opening for the Truckers, and then some other bands just kind of like. But I, I know people that love North Mississippi All Stars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love widespread panic, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I, you know, I never got into panic either. I never understood that whole thing. But uh, then, you know, then again, as a Grateful Dead fan, once Jerry died, I was done with with fucking you know hippie bands jam I, bands know. and everything gotcha gotcha yeah. never i never right. got into them so <laughs> yeah you got any, i i got two i got two more how many you got i got uh three more so uh this one i'm sure i doubt you've seen you might have seen them uh, uh in the osr days just because you may have got a free ticket but nuclear assault a little thrash band i don't, I, may, I may have i i may have i may have i may have seen them with you i uh, uh a lot of those freebie shows i didn't write down yeah uh, i got gotcha. you i went through i mentioned this on an old episode but uh i went through a few about a year or so back and i used setlist.fm and i just looked up columbus ohio and i literally just went through every year of every you know date that's up there and so i was able to fill in you know quite a bit there's there's several there's a few bands where 
I can't rem- I saw once and I can't remember what year it was and right. it come three years. So, but for the most part, I, you know, so I have a little, uh, I have a little nerdy uh, uh, spreadsheet somewhere that says ticket or stubless, stubless shows. So there you go. But uh, the funniest, the only thing I want to, I want to mention a funny story about nuclear assault. Obviously they never made it to the top of the rock ladder. So uh, a few years after the mild minor success that they had, um, there was a band called Scatterbrain uh, that played out at the uh, Valleydale Ballroom. And uh, with John Connolly, the singer for nuclear assault was their uh, road manager. And he was so part of his road manager duties was literally selling the merch uh, while they were playing and, you know, between, between sets and our buddy, our old buddy, Mike Ledke, uh, he was totally ribbing him. He's like, so uh, nuclear assault, not working out very well. You got a moonlight uh, selling t-shirts. And, and I mean, Conley's getting visibly upset with him. He's like, I'm the road manager. (laughs) 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 Mike, Mike had a way of pushing buttons. Oh yeah. Trust me. Well, first time he ever met Heather, he started bringing up my old ex-girlfriends. It's like, thanks, Mike. <laughs> he is a funny guy, though. I got yeah. For sure. <laughs> all right. I, all right. Uh, so I know. I think the sure. next the next couple. I know we've both seen. I'm sure. I think. I think we've probably we've probably got the same too. Yep. Um, Willie Nelson. Yep. And uh, we talked, of course, last week about who are who are big. Uh, We're gonna uh, close with. So let's talk about Willie now. Willie, now, all right. Now, I asked you before we went on the air. Wait, we maybe, 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 we, maybe we should smoke up before we talk about Willie. We take a five minute break. <laughs> you you should have done it before you came on, Todd. You're legal, don't you? Have your you got your vape pen there? I'm sure. You yeah, have. but I'm inside. I got to go outdoors, though. I still, I, you know, Dad still won't let me. I, you know, look, legal or not, I still, if I can't smoke cigarettes in here, I can't smoke the good stuff either. So uh, you know, I, I was gotta go outside. I was literally just um, on a thread today somewhere talking about Willie Nelson and uh, on Facebook. And I brought up, I read a great article about Willie one time and they said, because all of the finest growers want to get their product to Willie, they're like, Hey, who'd be a better, you know, if they could get Willie to, you know, endorse, endorse their it. product, that's the best, you know? So because of that, they said, it's not, it's not a stretch to assume that Willie Nelson himself has smoked more high quality cannabis than any other human being that has ever lived. Probably. <laughs> look at White. Look, you would think at this point he would have his own fucking brand. He does. Well, he's reserved. So, uh, but he was smart. He, he held off for several years and let him keep coming at him with testers. So, uh, <laughs> I hear, uh, I hear Jimmy Buffett has a strain now too. Really? Yeah, I learned this yesterday when we were just when in this. Uh, I'm looking at that. I hate to say, you know, Florida. You know, we're run by a bunch of Republicans. What do they know about weed? So, uh, you know, they're you know, for, well, first, first of all, you know, leave it to Republicans to try to take out the buzz. Uh, you know, I mean, they they, they wanted to limit it to like 10 percent THC. No, dude, we went <laughs> higher, higher. <laughs> That's another thing about that Willie article I read. Um, the person, the the person doing the article was one of these young millennials. Just like, so, which strain do you like? Uh, this, the terpings and all this stuff. And Willie just looked at him and said, uh, "Does it get you high?" <laughs> he can care less. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard, uh, I heard he developed his strain. That you know, this is marketing bullshit. But he developed his strain because he needed something that he could smoke all the time on the road. 
but would leave him, you know, not, you know, too knocked out for performances. Like, give me a fucking break. Willie's been been able to do a performance stoned off his ass since 1967. I I, I really, you know, look, I've been smoking weed for a long time. I can't imagine it does anything to him anymore. (laughs) Really, I mean. It's it's purely maintenance at this point, you know. It's, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. It's just what his body expects at this point. But uh, all right, so what 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 time are we out here, Kev? We're, uh, we're oh, we got time. Um, we're we're about twenty seven minutes in or so. So we're all right. So we uh we got one more big artist, and then I want to talk about something else. So let's we'll we'll let's go let's go ahead and cover. Uh, okay, so no cover no particular Willie stories. Uh, you've uh, you have uh, seen. You know, let's see. I mean. Again, I, I've seen I've seen Willie with John Fogerty, which is pretty pretty sweet. Uh, I've seen him with Phil and Friends, which was a great combo. Uh, something I did not know until I saw him at the uh, Phil and Friends show, and this was something that was brought to my attention by some other Phil fans. But apparently, Willie always opens and closes with the same song. Yep. Whiskey River. It I sure not, does. did not know that until yep. the first time I saw it. Now, if you had the William Live uh, fam- Family album, William Family Live album from the 70s, you would know this. But um, I've seen Willie actually four times. Now, the first time almost doesn't count. And earlier in an earlier episode, I mentioned that I had only seen Waylon Jennings one time in my life. I have actually seen him twice because when I was very young, under 10 years old, I would have to go back to Setlist FM and look. Uh, but I saw Willie and Waylon at the Ohio State Fair. But I'm just—it's really—I was young, and it's a very vague memory. So I've never, tried to look up. I've tried to find the actual date when the Bay City Rollers played the fair in '77. I can't find anything online, so I don't—I don't know if there's a way to find out find old acts that played the fair or. I think there is, but I'll—I'll I'll try to track that down for you. Um. So yeah, I don't remember that. Now the second time was the show that I thought I'd seen with you, and that was at Polaris Amphitheater. Nothing, you know, spectacular, you know, or particular about that. So I'm once at the LC Pavilion, another, you know, just a great show. And then I saw him last year. I got to give a shout out to my buddy, Lucas Hannon, who is a total concert road dog like us. Lucas is suffering very hard this year because uh, he, he's, his biggest uh, dream in life was to see all the living members of Zeppelin. He is, you know, he's seen Plant many times. He's hoping, like, against hope that Jimmy Page was going to John Paul Jones. He was finally going to see John Paul Jones, Todd. He had a ticket for a fe- uh, the Big Ears Festival down in Knoxville, Tennessee. It was two weeks away, and everything started locking down, and they canceled everything. Uh, he, he did not take the beginning of uh, lockdown. <laughs> Very then you know well. he's gonna die too so, <laughs> uh, so um yeah, yeah come on Todd. don't wish that on our guy john paul john paul's like the hardiest of all of them man he'll he'll go out there and fucking play a mandolin set or you know he'll play some avant-garde set with a pianist or, or he'll apparently, go out and do a band he with, up, apparently he gave up the heroin or he'll go out and do a you know a them crooked vultures show with dave grohl and um um josh homie but um what I was going to say about that is Lucas, um, his grandmother passed away last year and he gave me his ticket. You know, he couldn't get a refund on the ticket for the show. So he actually gave that to me and I got to go see Willie in the outlaw country fest last year. And huh. Willie was great. He only had, uh, he had no other guitarist in his band. So his son wasn't with him that night. So literally Willie was just rocking on the, you know, that on trigger man and just you know, knocking it out of the park really. Uh, and uh, I paid Lucas back with a trip to see uh, the Electric Valley Orchestra. So 
everything there you go. everything's uh you know fair and the karma gods all smile on the on our concert going so um well before before we finish up i do want to take a quick break okay because uh, i gotta go check on the cat he's out in the garage so. <laughs> all right well we he's been we out there half an hour he's you know he hopefully he hasn't pissed on anything oh god so all right well we're gonna go check on rocky and uh, we'll be back with some ted nugent stories here on ticket stubs stick around Huge. and we're back with episode N of Ticket Stubs with my good buddy Kevin. I'm your host, Todd Baker. And, uh, you know, we're I'm sure Ted Nugent would appreciate us uh, drinking here you know, while we talk about him. Look, uh, for our next artist, I think you should definitely have a beer in your hand. Although he, you know, he claims <laughs> that he only, you know, he tried beer once, mm-hmm. had a couple beers, and, and didn't like it. And never did it again. Well, when they did that super group uh, TV show on VH1, where it was him, Scott Ian, um, and Sebastian Bach, and then the the uh, oh, the Jason Bottom was the drummer, and the bass player was uh, the dude from uh, Biohazard, Evan Seifeld. But I mean, he was on there drinking wine with his dinner, and I remember it was real controversial at the time. People were like, "Well, don't you don't drink, Ted?" He's like, "Oh, I have an occasional glass of red wine with my dinner." For digestive uh, purposes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I only smoke a little bit of meth when I'm banging 14-year-olds. So, you know. Oh, boy. Here we go. Going to have to get the, uh, let me, what, what time is this? Let me mark the first edit point. In this what, you got to edit that out? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we know. Hey, Ted, didn't he buy a 14-year-old off her parents or something like that? <laughs> I think she was 17. She was okay. 17. So yeah, he adopted her just so that he could legally. Um, yeah, no, marry. yeah, she. Now he, he became her 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 legal guardian. Okay. Anyway, well, so. I, I think we know what he was guarding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ted's been a happy marriage for many years, but anyway. So Todd, uh, the the nudge, um, like I said last week, one of the few Republicans that you can tolerate. Um, you even had a. Uh, I'm sure it really. I'm sure it really confuses people who know you well when they see your Ted Nugent for president bumper sticker on your car. Yeah. So I've always, I've always kind of given you credit for that. You, you, you like me don't uh, for the most part, hold uh, political uh, leanings against an artist for their music. Well, well, first of all, let's, let's, let's be clear. Ted Nugent's a moron. All right. That's, you know, let's just, you know, he's, he's not the, he's not the sharpest, you know, tool in the shed. Uh, however however i have always respected ted when it comes to his position on hunting uh and on uh self-preservation uh you know in his his true that now that's a true conservative you know principle there uh, Honestly, he, if people listen, if people will get over their feelings about Ted and actually listen to him talk about conservation and not just think of him as a big animal killer, he's got some you know really good good points on you. Know. Right? No, I, again, I, I you know I wholeheartedly endorse uh, Ted when it when it comes to now. Granted, you know his theme of jokes may offend, <laughs> uh, you know, but again, you know, look, I get Ted Nugent's humor. The guy's a jackass. All right, I mean, he's you know you identify. Right. Well, exactly. Uh, you know, thank you. 
I don't make nearly as much money as Ted does, but again, but I, you know, but I, you know, but when it, when, you know, when, it, when it comes to him, you know, uh, calling Obama a, a Nazi and that sort of thing, he he may he may overstep the lines a little bit. But you know, but again, uh, I, I would I would put him in the same political ring as Jesse Ventura, <laughs> and uh, you know. Well, at least Jesse it's actually, you know, kind of different sides of the same crazy off. coin. It's kind of the different ends of the same, you know, crazy coin there. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but again, you know, so, so I mean, I, I still, I can still go see a Ted Nugent show. Uh, and even when he gets on his little political rants and whatnot, uh, I, I, I can go to the bathroom and go get a beer. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily... Hey, I follow Pearl Jam around at least once per show. I have to listen to an Eddie Vedder, uh, you know, political rant. And then, uh, come on, drive-by truckers. I mean, you know, if you, if you can't listen to Patterson Hood talk about politics, just, just don't even bother yeah, going. See, I, I like that. I see, I, I, I enjoy that. So, you know, I, I, I want to I hear, hear Patterson say, you know, uh, you know, goddamn Reagan's in the White House. Uh, you know, I, I want to hear that. So. Or changing it to whichever Republican is running at the time. Right. Like Romney, uh, Trump. Right. But, uh, so anyway, the Nuge, uh, other than politics, let's get to the music side of the Nuge. When did you discover Ted? It was early, man. I, it had to be, you know, it might have been as early as like when he was on uh, the Muppet Show. Uh, so, 70s. Uh there's some really cool artists that went on the Muppet Show. I mean, Alice, yeah, Cooper, Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? There's a picture. There's a meme that goes around of Willie Nelson with the Muppets, and it's like, how is it that Willie Nelson looks like the, the least high person in this picture? <laughs> it's him with the band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, when did you first see Ted? My first Nugent show was '82. Uh, with oh, wow. and Crocus. Nice. Another Crocus. Yeah. How many times have you seen Crocus, Todd? They, they keep coming up. Okay. Well, all, in about a, all in about a span of one year. As you know, I was, finally, I was supposed to get my Crocus makeup show this year uh, here in about a month, but yeah, you told sucks, so. yeah. Anyway, may, I may never see them. <laughs> one this vice is, at a time. I'm going to try and tell this story and make it funny because it is funny, but um, it does involve a friend of ours. Well, a guy you only met once. You remember my second drive-by trucker show? We drove up to Buffalo and we met a guy there, my buddy Will. At the yeah. Well, since then, Will has passed away. Uh, shout out to uh, Iggy Popweed itself for Metal Sludge. But the night before Will, Will passed away in his sleep, uh, had, had like a heart condition that nobody knew about. Uh, God bless him. Died at like 36. It wasn't drug related or anything, just kind of a freak thing. But his last post online was on Metal Sludge before he went to bed that night. And it was in a thread where somebody in Europe said something about seeing Crocus in a stadium. And, and Iggy, uh, Will's last post, the last thing he ever typed online was with big, the big shocked eyes um, emoji. There's a place where Crocus still plays stadiums. And so we, we joked for a long time that uh, the shock of finding out that Crocus could still fill a stadium uh, <laughs> killed him. Was killed too, him. Much, too much for his heart to take. So God bless you, Will. But uh, so anyway, so you saw Ted with Crocus. Uh, when, just, when was the next time? Did you see him with Kiss? We, no, uh, we saw him uh, same tour with Aerosmith, 86. Okay. Um, uh, I, did see him with, I did see him with Kiss. Crazy Nights tour? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think we mentioned that when we were talking about Kiss. You said uh, Kiss were not, uh, yeah, not Kiss great. Night. I remember Ted took the stage that night. I was impressed by 
leaping over his amps. Like he had some kind of a ramp set up and I mean, he'd come running up and leaped over his amps and, you know, fortunately for him, he didn't take a header onto the stage when he hit, but he hit, kept running and playing. So, you know, I was like, fuck yeah, dang. Yeah, you, you, don't, you won't see Nugent doing that shit anymore. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's for sure. Now the, he's, you know, he still has the big, uh, the big flaming arrow spot in, uh, you know, in every show. Great white buffalo. Yeah, the target sometimes uh, differs, but uh, sometimes it's a guitar, sometimes it's Obama. Right. <laughs> Not Obama anymore. He did move on. I uh, Back when we were t- in our episode C, I showed a ticket. Uh, I said there was a year that um, the LC Pavilion, um, you could buy your tickets out of a vending machine outside. So, and I told you I bought a, a three-pack uh, Elton, or Elton, a three-pack Alice, Ted Nugent and Sticks. For some reason, I don't no longer have the Sticks ticket, but there's the Ted. Nice. That's like one of the bigger tickets. I don't have my ticket stub for it, but December '94. I'm pretty sure you're at the show, Newport Music Hall. Ted Nugent played like a charity benefit for the kids or some shit like that. Now we saw him in. Gosh, I should have dug out the um, ticket stub so we'd have the exact time. But we saw him uh, for the 25th anniversary. Oh, the of, the, of the Newport. It was actually the 25th anniversary of the business. So it was the 25th anniversary of the Agora. But uh, anyway, Ted played. And um, if you recall, um, it, no one knew who was in his band at the time. We were, I remember you, me, and Will staying right up front. And just as the band began to play, Will said, wouldn't it be cool if... Yeah, he said, wouldn't it be cool if... And then... Two, three songs in, the, the guy Ted had singing, we're like, man, this guy is just totally nailing the, the Derek St. Holmes parts, man. It sounds just like him. Well, come time for Ted to introduce the band. He said, hey, I'd like to thank my old buddy Derek St. Holmes for coming down and playing with me. It was the first time that Derek St. Holmes had played with Ted since the classic days when he left. And um, I actually have uh, – I actually have pictures of that show that I meant to pull out tonight, and I, I don't have them. But uh, I mean, I don't. Well, have I have mine, here, but, but you have okay. to buy the book. <laughs> Maybe I'll drag them out while you're telling uh, your jazz fest story here in a little while. But right. um, they're in—they're literally just out of my reach over here. It's like, uh, but uh, so yeah. So we saw Ted. That was a great—that was a great set. I remember uh, he was having some ant problems because he literally had just driven down here by himself in his Bronco from you know Michigan and you know played the show and they had rented him some gear and i just remember him standing up there you know chewing his gum doing his ted thing and people were you know, sort of getting impatient while they were kind of trying to fix it he's like last thing you know i got some rented gear here but don't worry i ain't got nowhere i'll play all night you know so ted always uh that's one thing about ted he is a workhorse of a performer i mean you know he he freaking you know gives it two hundred percent for sure. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes indeed. So here, here's the here's the steady Teddy. God bless you. God love you. You may be a right wing nutbag, Ted, but I'll I'll still. He's our right wing nutbag. God damn it. I'll I'll still go see you. <laughs> so all right, that all right, so Todd. So that brings our us final, to our final conclusion of the evening here. Okay, I'm gonna let you start this. Um, I'll probably cut the camera to you, but I'm gonna go see if I can find my Ted uh, pictures. So go ahead. We're right. talking about. Uh, Talk about something special near and dear to your heart. So, uh, now, if you have never, ever been to the Jazz Fest in New Orleans, I got to tell you, folks, this is something you just got to see at least once in your life. And if you're if you're not a Mardi Gras type of person, I recommend Jazz Fest. Uh, it's just two weekends of great music. 
for you know three or four days straight. Sometimes the weekend start Thursday, sometimes it's Friday. But uh, you, you can see a whole boatload of great bands in all in one space in one day. Uh, for example, my first Jazz Fest in 95, um, in one day I saw Blues Traveler, Peter, Paul, and Mary, Pete Seeger, um, Ray Charles, and Chuck Berry. That was, that was one day, guys. Uh, that's a pretty good day. My, my most recent Jazz Fest, 2018, uh, I basically went to see Aerosmith. They were the headliner on Saturday night. But Sunday alone, and I got there late on Sunday. So in like five hours, I saw a little bit of Galactic, a little bit of Smokey Robinson, uh, a little bit of George Porter and his running partners. If you don't know who George Porter is, we talked about him in the meters. Um, saw, I saw Steve Miller. I saw uh, the White Stripes, guys, or Jack White, I should say, which was fucking amazing. I couldn't believe that shit. Uh, and, um, and again, I mean, oh, buddy guy. All in one day, folks. One day. So again, you know, if you, you know, and it goes on for two weekends. If you've got the money and a place to stay, do it. Uh, that's, that's, that's the big problem financially is finding a place to stay. So uh, God bless my buddy, Alan Galindo. I'm going to give a shout out to my buddy, Alan, for always putting me up at his house every time I go down. So there's, there's nothing better than a free place to stay when you're going down to New Orleans, folks. Let me tell you that. So, uh, so anyhow, so I, that's about all I got. I mean, we, we go on and on for Jazz Fest. It, uh, it, it's a shame. It, we, we were, me and mom and dad were supposed to go down this year. But uh, unfortunately, due to the Trump virus, uh, you know, can't. I can't hear you, bud. Dad gone. I missed my I missed my comeback to Trump virus. I said the Chinese virus. Shout uh, out to the Hodge twins. We call it Chinese because it's from China. But anyway, I found my nuge picks. Uh, here we go. Right. Now, now we were talking last week about uh, the old, uh, you know, what your pictures actually look like whenever you took them with the old uh, snap photos. So these are three prime examples good. here, folks. So, so here's one. This is uh, from May the twentieth um, of nineteen ninety. So there's everybody's head. There is the hand that Todd's always talking about that's up. And there's Ted. <laughs> and this is the Newport? Yeah, this is the Newport. Uh, there's Ted playing some guitar. You might be able to see that. But anyway, And then here's Derek St. Holmes. And we didn't recognize him because he'd grown his hair out so, so long. But see, there's Derek St. Holmes. It's Ted's doing a run across the stage there. You can see him as he's in full sprint. Can't sprint very far at the Newport, but uh, <laughs> he was doing his best. Hey, sprint! He can't. He can't sprint very far anywhere at this point. So I just remember that was man. That was a ripping show. So I've seen some really yeah, good uh, classic rock artists up close up at Newport. So uh, I guess we didn't. We did mention uh, in the Kiss episode, Paul Stanley. Much you know, it was very very similar to that. So. I gotta say that I that Ted Nugent show at the Newport was probably one of the best Newport shows I've seen. Matt. probably the best Nugent show I think I've seen just because you know like I said the return of Derek St. Holmes and I've seen him with Derek St. Holmes a few times afterwards actually I'll throw this in here now um I saw Derek St. Holmes do a solo show at the Valleydale Ballroom just a few years ago um got my picture taken with him everything and it was just a, a set of classic uh, he had uh, of classic Nugent 
you know, he did all the, you know, all the songs that, you know, he was the vocalist on. He had Terry Davidson and the Gears, uh, some some local Columbus uh, workhorses. They were his backup band for the night. So huh. they, I think they just paid him to fly in and, uh, you know. Hey, you want to play some Nugent tunes? <laughs> we, we know a bunch of Nugent, so uh, it was cool. It was really cool. I remember, uh, I, I remember mentioning it on some thread and, our, our old buddy Patterson Hood from the Drive-By Truckers, I remember him commenting like, ah, fucking, uh, he, he's not as forgiving towards Nugent as you, but he, he was like, ah, fucking, uh, Derek St. Home was the real talent and all that early stuff anyway. Yeah, you know, go see him, you know, if, you know fucking, you know, fuck Nugent. Or yeah, anyway. Well, uh, you know, I, I've, I've uh, mentioned before, you know, to Patterson once or twice, you know, how much I love Aerosmith and, uh, I believe his exact words were "fuck Aerosmith." <laughs> well, we know how he feels about Kansas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, so I think that wraps it up for Anne. What do we What do we got uh, coming up on the next episode, there, Kevin? Episode um, Big O. Uh, well, I mean, I, I got the Oak Ridge Boys. I got them. Uh, I see the old uh, '97s. Um, that was that was what I considered one of those concerts that didn't count as a kid. <laughs> the Oak Ridge Boys. I saw them with. Uh, I already actually talked about the concert that I saw them with, but I saw them open for. Um, saw them open for Low Red Lynn. I uh, also saw them open for Charlie Daniels Band once though too. Uh, got the Outlaws. Uh, in in my continuing thrash metal series, I have Overkill. And, of course you do. Um, of course, we've got to talk about Ozzy. Uh, did you see the recent pics uh, of Ozzy with no hair dye? I I've seen recent pictures of him and their new TV show where it looks like he looks like Neil Parrott with that little hat on. And- <laughs> okay, no, no, no. This was this was the last like yesterday. Uh, Jack, uh, his son today, like blasted all the paparazzi. But I guess um, he went. Uh, Sharon took him shopping or something yesterday. But you know he has Parkinson's and there is a worldwide pandemic, so the guy hasn't been getting his hair dyed. So if you want to see what Ozzy actually looks like, you know, what his hair should look like, it, that, he actually looks good. I'm, I'm going to say it. He has it pulled back. It's gray, but, you know, I, I can't say much, you know, I can't, you know, I can't bag on him too much. He looks pretty you good for what, he's, 70 what? I mean, for what yeah. he's been through, 71. So, yeah, but anyway, but that's, that's been in the rock, you know, slow rock news when there was nobody's touring, Todd. So, you know, well, oh my God, I, Ozzy didn't tie his hair. You know, alert the presses. <laughs> Wait, quick, check his balls. Uh, so, hey, we we might actually we might actually have to throw in the uh, the Randy Rhodes footage uh, just so we can fill it up uh, next week. So. Yeah, go to well. That, thank you. That leads me into our plugs. Go over to uh, Todd's show, uh, Todd's channel here on YouTube. What the hell is that? Um, and you can watch a ten minute clip of Todd going to the Randy Rhodes. Uh, the actual site where Randy crash Rhodes. site so go check that out exclusive uh, footage if you want to hear Todd rant about politics more you can watch what the hell is that uh, we've got a lot of episodes there um, you can and by the way there will be new episodes of what the hell was that coming sometime soon I'm not sure when, soon. in the meantime go over to Lulu get a copy of Todd's book uh, the, the ones that are available he has two books on the drive-by truckers good concert stories even if you're not a drive-by truckers fan I think you can find some enjoyment in the story. It, it also it also has a love story too. So you know. <laughs> the one that got love, away, right? More like a stalking story, really, is what it is. But it's you know. <laughs> and I, I, I went I went through a, I went through a couple girlfriends in the making of these books, and uh, you know, so 
<laughs> Todd, uh, one last thing I'll mention about the O's. Um, I think you had mentioned it. Uh, it's not really a concert per se, but we may have some stories to talk about. I, I uh, think, look, there. all right, this may not count as a concert per se, but when you go to a venue and you buy tickets and you wait in line and you get excited and you look forward to it and you get drunk and you scream and yell and you party and you have fun that's just as good as a concert so i think we need to talk about ohio state football baby so uh uh, oh everyone who does like the big 10 just tuned out but uh yeah we we, we will sec can suck my cock we will tell some uh, osu uh, particularly osu michigan stories yeah yeah, I, I think Ohio State-Michigan football game is very similar to going to a concert. Uh, you know, because so. we didn't really talk about the dead Schimbecklers when we were doing D's, so maybe we can throw that in uh, revolving right. around the hole. Both you and I uh, did make it into an HBO documentary, so we'll talk about that uh, next week. So. You, you're actually in the picture. I don't yeah, you can see that. the back of my head. You're standing right beside me, but uh, anyway, I always, uh, I always use that uh, when, when you join, like when I joined my choir, you know, we did like the, the um, three – Three truths and a lie, you know, and like, see, guess which right. one's a lie. I always, I always use. I was in an HBO documentary because you know people think that's the lies. So, I mean, like almost like right after the opening scene. But, I danced <laughs> on stage with Chuck Berry. Bullshit. It might have even been the back of this hat that you see. So you, if, 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 if there's my scene, there's my scene, folks. You can, you can definitely see. No, you see the front of your face. I, I can tell you're in there. I, but I think I was standing next to you. I'm pretty sure. But, it's been a uh, while since I've seen it. I just remember when we watched the documentary, and we'll, we'll tell that story next week. So. so, yeah, so we'll be back with the O's coming up next week on Ticket Stubs. Can you dig it? See ya. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I still got serious track.